morning. So good to be with you again at PB Church at home. And uh, here I am in my office right here in my own home and uh, really just uh, just resting in God and asking Him what it is He wants to bring to us this morning. And uh, really looking forward to sharing the Word with you. And uh, I believe God's got something special for us. You can see my bookcase there just above uh, up above my head there. I've got my Ferrari and my Jag. My grandkids love uh, playing with those sometimes and uh, uh, just all the little things that we have in our lives. But today, uh, just here coming to you from home, this is the chair I sit in so often uh, just to prepare messages and to pray and to spend time in His Word. And I am just felt this morning just to uh, bring you into this space that I'm in so much on my own. But today, uh, I've invited you in to, to share with you the Word that God's got for us. And uh, I've got my Bible here. And uh, in here, I'm in a particular section that's got some scribbled, uh, some lines underlined under some passages. And because this is a Bible that uh, God led me to read from way back before we began our church, quite a number of years ago now, and uh, just a few months before we started the church. And it was a time where there were some challenges in front of us and uncertainties. We weren't sure what the future was going to look like. We hadn't committed to uh, move forward with things at that point, but we were seeking God and He began to speak to us. And He led me to this passage, and it's quite well known, some of these passages, but He led me to this passage, and I wasn't quite sure what was going to be in there until I opened it and read it, but it's in the book of Zechariah, and Zechariah was one of the prophets. It's the second last book of the Old Testament, and he he speaks in a number of places through here about the coming Messiah, about Jesus Christ himself. But this particular passage is out of chapter 4, and I'd really love to just share it with you because I believe God's wanting to put something fresh on it for us today, something fresh, full of life, just for us. And so let's have a look here, chapter 4 of Zechariah, and uh, starting verse 6, the angel is speaking, and the angel says, Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will flatten out before him. And then Zerubbabel will set the final stone of the temple in place. Some places it says the capstone or the cornerstone of the temple in place. And the people will shout, Grace, Grace. Grace, grace. And uh, down a couple of verses down, it says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Amen. And in those days, before we began the church, uh, to see the work begin, God was going to rejoice in something small. But here we are in this passage today. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. This word, this this single verse was brought to Zerubbabel who had this incredible challenge to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem. The, uh, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people had been in exile for a long, long time and they were coming back to Jerusalem now and they were coming back in there and the temple had been decimated and it was to be rebuilt. And about 10 years earlier, 10 or 12 years earlier, the foundations were laid and then there was some political uh, challenges brought 
and uh, the whole thing was brought to nothing. It was brought to a halt. And so nothing had moved forward. And here's Zerubbabel. He was frustrated. He was discouraged. Nothing was happening. And it was like a mountain in front of him. This mountain of how am I going to get this temple built when there's all this opposition and all this discouragement had settled on the inside. There was opposition on the outside, but also opposition on the inside because discouragement had come and disappointment had come. And perhaps today you're facing a mountain. And how are you going to see that thing come to pass with the mountain that's in front of you? Perhaps it is on the outside. Perhaps it's a mountain of unemployment or a mountain where your business is really struggling through this COVID-19 season, or you've got challenges in your family, your financial pressures are on, relational situations have degenerated, perhaps loneliness has kicked in through the COVID season and you're not quite sure how to move forward. Maybe things are starting to open up again, but but even in the opening up, there's a hesitation, there's an uncertainty, sickness may have come upon you, uh, there's just a real uncertainty with your health. And so it's like a mountain. And so here's God speaking to us this morning, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And he's speaking those words in the context of facing mountains and Zerubbabel is facing a mountain and maybe you're facing a mountain. I know I've been facing mountains along the way in life and uh, you know when we began the church it's, it's like a mountain to begin something and uh, even along the journey of the many years of church there are mountains in front of us and this passage has been so key for us from chapter 4 verse 6 of Zechariah not by might nor by power but by my spirit. You know, it's so easy and so natural in our culture to strive and to work hard and to try and make it happen. We think, oh, this is what God wants to, to bring to pass. Let's make it happen. Let's do it in our own strength. And then we get tired and it doesn't work out and we get discouraged. And so we feel like giving up. But God's saying to us this morning, don't give up. Don't give up. He's got purposes and plans ahead for us. He's going to, to uh, bring that cornerstone into position you know even though it's just the foundation there the finished temple is not built yet the thing that he'd spoken about the thing that he's called you to complete and bring to completion has not happened yet but God's got a strategy and that's going to come to pass he's going to bring about his purposes and I had another passage here I think it says in Philippians 1 verse 6 it says he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it he who began a good work in you, and he did the day you were born again, the day he filled you with the Holy Spirit, the day he began to bring his gifts into your life and the call of God on your life and the things that it had for you in your family environment, in your work environment, in your career environment, in your ministry environment. There's good things there. And he began a good work and he is going to bring it to pass. You know, sometimes we are just stuck in this in-between place, this place where it's incomplete. We're stuck in the middle. We're stuck in the incomplete. And it's like a mountain. The foundations lay, but the temple is not built yet. The, the thing began, but it's all come to nothing. And it, it feels like it's never going to happen. And uh, uh, God's just speaking again to us this morning. He's coming to us and he's saying to that mountain, he's saying, shout to the mountain. What do we shout to that mountain? Don't just whisper to the mountain and don't just say it once, but he's saying, shout to the mountain, grace, grace. Not just once, but grace and more grace to that mountain. I want to encourage you today that the grace that's being spoken of here is not the saving grace 
where we know that God saves us by his grace, not by our works, but by his grace, nothing of our effort by, by his grace. It's not about the saving grace, nor it is about the grace of God that he brings about our justification, that wipes away our sin, that we're just as if we'd never sinned. That's another facet of God's grace. And there's also a facet of God's grace where God's grace teaches us to walk well, to walk in a godly way, to walk a godly life. That's part of God's grace for us as well. And uh, it's not just just that, but this is the other facet of God's grace. It's the enabling grace, the enabling power of God to come upon our life and to bring things to pass that we could never do without his enabling power. You know, if we step out and try and bring about God's purposes without his enabling grace, then we're going to get tired. We're going to become frustrated. We're going to be discouraged. We're going to be distracted and disappointed. And, and it's just going to become a whole lot of hard work. And this is where Zerubbabel was. He had the foundation, but the temple wasn't finished. The cornerstone wasn't in place yet. And the prophet uh, Zechariah begins to speak here. The angel speaks and uh, prophesies here to Zerubbabel so that he can then see that he has a strategy to go forward both to uh, bring down the mountain in the natural, but also to bring down and flatten down like a smooth plane, some verses say, to flatten down like a smooth plane that uh, mountain of disappointment and uh, discouragement that gets on the inside of us. And today, you know, this is the same Bible that I used before we began our church. It's There it is. It's just, you probably can't see it, but, but it's underlined there. It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And there's some good things in chapter 6 as well. That's another, another message but, uh, about rebuilding the temple. But God's speaking to us this morning. And I want to encourage you to embrace this truth that if you're in this in-between place, it's not quite complete. We're, we're living in the incomplete. Then today God's saying, speak to the mountain, not just speak once, but speak twice. And not just whisper, but shout to that mountain. And what do we shout? Grace, grace. Not just grace once, but grace twice. And I, I believe it's more than just even twice. It's like just speak the power of grace. Shout the word grace to the capstone because the capstone, the cornerstone, symbolizes the finished work that Christ has always already done. And you know what? He is the cornerstone. Right through the New Testament, uh, the Jesus Christ is referred to as the cornerstone, that, that part, that last part that goes into the beginning that completes it. And when Christ was hanging on that cross, he said, it is finished. There is nothing we can add to it. It's already complete in him. He is the cornerstone of the completed work that he's got for our lives. You know, God's got a mission for you and for me and for each one of us and for our church. And perhaps we feel like the foundation's laid. Perhaps we feel like uh, it's never going to come to pass. It's not going to come about. We're halfway through. We're in this in-between time. We're in this uncertain, unfinished season and we're kind of ready to maybe even give up. But God's saying to us today, don't give up. I'm coming. I'm going to flatten that mountain. I'm going to bring it down to a smooth plain. I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about it because God's speaking to us again and he's coming and he's saying, yes, you began the work, but what he's saying to us this morning and even to me personally and to us as a church, he's saying, begin again, begin again. There's grace and more grace, grace, grace. Speak to the mountain, the mountain that's blocking the completion of God's purpose and plan and uh, get out of the flesh, get out of tr trying in your own strength, get out of trying to figure it out. I'm a bit of a thinker, so I like to think and try and work out a plan. But God's saying right now, 
Do the what looks crazy, it's this stone, and speak to it, shout to it, and uh, begin to declare the prophetic voice of God to the incompletion, the mountain of incompletion. Declare the power of God through His enabling grace to come to pass that will cause the work to come to completion. And uh, this is a powerful, powerful word right there out of Zechariah chapter 4. Read it for yourself right there, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, and God's going to bring it to pass. It's just so good. And uh, he's going to take that stone and uh, position it, the stone of Christ, the rock who Christ is, and uh, he's going to complete the work. You know, today God's got something beautiful for you. He sees the mountains that you're facing on the inside and on the outside. He sees the mountains that I'm facing uh, on the inside and the outside. He sees the mountains that we may face even as a church together as we come through this uncertain time for our church and all the churches across the earth, and particularly in our nation and across the world. Then there's uncertainty in the future. But, you know, God's got it so sorted out more and more Grace, grace, grace. Let's say it together. Grace, grace. Maybe you could shout it because it says in the scripture there, shout it to the stone. Grace, grace. God's going to do something amazing. And I encourage you this week, whatever mountain you're facing, God can bring to pass something so powerful by his enabling grace on your life and on my life and on our lives together to bring that mountain to a smooth plane. And uh, I think in the um, Amplified, it talks about takes that mountain down to a molehill, a mountain to a molehill. And however big that situation may look to you today, the word of God says it's just going to be a molehill. God's just bring it right down to nothing. And uh, how powerful is that? That's the power of the enabling grace of God. More and more grace in your space in your, you know, in your plan and purpose God's got for you, His grace is going to come to bear and bring that mountain down. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you can do what we could never do, that you can come through for us and bring about your purpose and plan completely supernaturally by your grace. And today, Lord, we cry out to you. We ask you, Lord, to give us faith to speak to the mountain and bring about your plan by grace. Not by our self-effort, but by your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive that word today? I hope you have because I believe it's something special for us. You know, this morning, if you're listening in and you're not normally a part of church life or you don't know Jesus Christ yet as your personal Lord and Savior, then you can. And you can invite him in to be your Lord and to be your Savior and to be your best friend. And he can live inside you. He can make your spirit come alive, the inner, deep inner part of who you are. And that's not just for this life on earth, but also into eternity. Incredible. The insurance of eternal life, the assurance of I should say, the assurance of eternal life. And that can be yours. A simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my life. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. And he's going to turn things around for you. His grace is going to be so beautiful for you. And that mountain that you're facing, just like I've shared this morning, is going to come to nothing. And God's going to bring about an incredible future. Today, Lord, we just pray for anyone who's battling sickness, financial pressures, circumstances at home or in business, uh, family environments, Lord, that are struggling. We just ask, Lord, today that this word would come to pass and we shout right now, Lord, grace, grace, bring that mountain to nothing in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I got two lots of prayer this morning. So good. Love you all. Have a great week and see you next Sunday for PB Church at home.